Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky. Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere playing at luckylandslots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. So it's uh, all to play for still. I think so. Do you want to bet against us? villains what is the crack and welcome back to for the love of pomegranate podcast neil and paddy coming to you again with the leads preview it feels like we're i don't know paddy but i know we've actually only played leads once this year but jesus it feels like we've spoken about leads more than any other team <coughs> more than any other team i think the they've spoken about us more than any other team as well we're living rent free in their heads i think well on twitter anyway yeah but uh, i don't like the that's that's a completely different world in itself but uh it just feels like we always seem to seem to we seem to have been going back to the to the villa park defeat an awful lot yeah uh showcasing it probably as maybe up until the west ham game maybe not even the west ham game um yeah up until recently would have been one of our our worst performances not easily our worst performance of the year but we get a chance at the weekend to make things right against uh against the Leeds team who are you know they're they're beginning to climb the table again they're in 10th place they are um I think only about three points behind us maybe two points behind us one point behind us would you believe only one point behind us um two 11, games in hand yeah we have two games in hand yeah 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 they have 11 wins two draws and 12 losses to our 11 wins three draws and nine losses with two games in hand as I say but those games in hand Paddy they don't get they don't guarantee you anything and this this no. for me is a game i think bean smith has to look at has to look at getting points on the board in this game obviously we're looking for a win but you know i, th- I think this we're, i think we're in the territory now for the next couple of weeks of not lose games because you know there's a couple of questions being asked about aston villa at the moment there is and there's going to be a lot of questions asked about, about us on saturday with with the the way the 
Leeds play ball. So, um, we're we're on a hiding to nothing on, on Saturday. I'm, I'm not particularly looking forward to it. I'm not going to lie. Um, I've no great love for Leeds. In fact, I bloody hate them. But that's besides the point. Um, it's going to be a war. I, I I believe they'll get stuck into us early on. I think for some reason they they blame us for that. Uh, there's slagging over the the goal that Bielsa gave us in inverted commas last season or two seasons ago, and they're still going on about it. I just don't get it. But look, whatever it is, leave them at it because I couldn't give a shit about them to be honest. But it, yeah, there's a, there's a lot of people asking questions about us now and how we're going to react without Jack. But I think with or without Jack, we're going to have our work cut out for us on Saturday. Um, it's it's going to be a different high-octane game than what we're used to. And we, we can't afford to go behind in a game like this because once you go chasing the game, as Southampton did last night, you just get punished. And, you know, two two breakaway goals and the game is over. And that's that's just how it works. Now, they've got problems of their own. I'm sure we'll get to it. They've got some injuries, so um, that's helped us slightly as well. But um, there's a lot of lot of selection headaches now for, for both sides. But the only one that really concerns me is the selection headache that Dean Smith is going to have. And, Paddy, I think you've answered all the questions that I had already in that, in that little monologue. Um, a couple of little pieces there. You know, you mentioned that we can't afford to lose an early goal or to lose a goal at all, really, to be chasing the game. Um, and you referenced Southampton last night as well, 100%. That, for me, um, leads me to believe, or should lead me to believe, that we go into this with a more cautious mindset. Uh, Jack Grealish isn't going to be there. We've spoken about Marvellous Nakamba. We've spoken about uh, about um, Jacob Ramsey. We've spoken about um, Barkley. We've spoken about Sansa. We've spoken about McGinn. What we're looking at here, or what I'm trying to get at here is, I think we're going to see a shut-up shop in midfield. And I think that we're going to take the approach of Luis Nakamba and McGinn in there. And we're still, we're going to be waiting on, on Sanson and we're going to be waiting on, um, on on Jacob Ramsey. Much and all as we were very, very high in those two guys at the, um, at the weekend after the Leicester game, thinking that maybe they could come in. I just don't think this is the game for it. The more and more I think about it, the more I don't think it's the game for it. And I think he'll go with a shutdown in midfield over putting in maybe a Kane, Hayden, Kessler and right back for El Mohamedy. Because once again, looking back in the game, and I know this is going to sound stupid because it kind of is stupid to say it, but um, El Mohamedy was at fault for definitely one goal, probably for the other goal, but he didn't do much wrong after that. No. So, no, you know. we didn't. We went through that, didn't we? we it yeah. was a decent enough performance, other, other than that. Um, I'm inclined to agree with you with the, the shutting up shop. Um, I can't see this being what we have been doing with either a 4 3 3 or a 4 2 3 1. It, it, I, I envisage a 4 4 1 1 is how we'll defend. Four, one, yeah, something like a 4 1 4 1 or something like yeah. that. Um, I I do believe that um, McGinn will start. I think Luis and Nakamba will start also, and I think Trezeguet will be a vital part on that right hand side. And I think he'll defend a bit cheap, a bit a bit deeper than he normally does. Um, and I do think his big selection headache then is who he plays in front of that four. 
uh, if it if they are in front of them, you know. And and, and I said we might be waiting for Morgan Sanson, but the more I think about it, the versatility of a Morgan Sanson flying around there, not keeping his positional balance and left hand side, being like Jack Grealish, you know, allowing him to float in and around there, mm. like Jack Grealish of maybe eighteen months ago, not so much since we got into the Premier League, who's pretty much hugged the touchline and stayed out there. Yeah. <clears throat> if I'm the manager, I'm giving Sanson a bit of free reign over there. Yeah, I, I, I don't think I'm playing Bertie in this game. I don't. I, think I don't think you're playing Bertie, and I don't think you're playing Sanson in this game. I, I envisage Sanson making his uh, his debut, his full debut on Wednesday against Sheffield United. So you playing that... Gazi? Pardon? Are you playing Algazi? So no, no. I, like I said, I, I'll play Louise and Nakamba in the middle, mm-hmm. uh, flanked by McGinn and Trezeguet. That 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 kind of as as a four when we when we don't have the ball, and then uh, obviously Watkins will be up front, and I think just in front of that four, we'll be looking at either Ramsey or Barkley. Um, I think it will be Ramsey. Jesus, there'll be, be there there'll be like, oh, <laughs> I think I think I might have to break my phone. Uh, so that I can't even be tempted to look at Twitter if Barkley started. No, look, I, I'm with you, Paddy. I, I like he's not been throwing the scrappy for me. Absolutely not been throwing the scrappy. But I think we can facilitate him as a passing midfielder, as as a, as a passive midfielder. Should yeah. I say that doesn't that, that that stays up there? And actually, you know what? That's a bit of sense to what you've just said there. The small bit of sense. So if we go four one or four four one one even and play him yeah. in like the false, uh, I'm not, like Jesus, the, what is it, Regista? Trequarterista, I don't know. <laughs> just play him in the fucking the hole. Um, there we'll see what happens because he does like to stay more central anyway. Um, he should just not be like if we're going to be uh, waiting on him to to track back and to put in tackles, he just doesn't do it. Um, so there could be something in that, and I don't mm-hmm. think that we should get. I don't think that we should get up in arms if he is picked in this game. Like we're saying here, I'm saying I don't pick him. You're saying you don't pick him, but. I'm not going to be surprised if he's picked. Yeah, I, I think I think the game that's in it, he probably will play. Um, but we we don't know what what kind of uh, uh, humble apologies were made for his performance or his performance as he walked away on Sunday. And we're not bringing that up again. But um, there's a lot of work to be done to to marshal that midfield for Leeds. Um, there's a lot of people in there and a lot a lot of pace. It, you know, Dallas and Klitsch can hurt you. They'll score goals. Klitsch is, uh, is out, isn't he? Sorry. Yeah. So strike. Yeah. Strike is like, out as well. Yeah. yeah. No, strike is there. Strike is there. Or strike is the as the commentator was calling him. And it's kind of like <laughs> like if anybody knows Irish football, that's the way Brian Kerr would tell you to take a shot. Um <laughs> in that accent. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, it's cock is cock that I'm confusing him with. He's he, cock is I out, thought so. you were insulting Brian Kerr there for a minute, Paddy. <laughs> I never I was gonna say footballing royalty, <laughs> Brian Kerr. Yeah. <laughs> well, it that will that will change up the midfield. I, I don't know who they'll they'll put in there. Um, it's it's a difficult one. Uh, they brought on Costa. A half yes. Time. Yeah. Yeah. Yesterday it was yesterday. Jeez, I'm losing track of my days now. Um, again, <laughs> the subs to bring on. You know, Alioski and and Pablo Hernandez come off the bench. You know, there's plenty there. There's 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 a lot of kids going to be sitting on the bench for them, but there's plenty there that can come on and change the game um, and, and start the game. But, you know, they're a little bit light. Um, Poveda, Phillips, 
Klitsch, Cock, Rodrigo, Berardi, and Forshaw, as we said, we said off air, was long term, so we don't know much about him anyway. But, um, you know, they kind of play a 3 5 1 1, which can be a, a 3 3 3 1 at times, it can be a 5 3 1 1. It, it just, you know, he's he's so unpredictable, but then again, predictable at the same time because you know what you're going to get, mm. you're going to get. Uh, 11 bodies in your face and no space to play ball and that, yeah. that's the way it's going to be for 90 minutes and you know he has them so well tuned so fit so agile you know they're, they're, they're a good footballing team as much as it kills me to say it um, and I'm quite happy with where they are in the league just sitting in behind us and I don't want that to change at the weekend because it, it absolutely baffles me that you know that we're sitting in our position and, and the media our Leeds darlings, you know, they're like, oh, you know, uh, I, I think, yeah, look, absolute load well, of shit. Well, it, look, look, I'll tell you, this, the reason it's there is huge fan base being outside of the Premier League for so long. And in fairness, Bielsa is a banger of a manager. He's a very good manager. Like, see what he did with Ch- with with, with uh, Chile. Basically, brought a brought a country off its knees more or less in footballing terms and created some good footballers. Um, mm. you know, and and it put a lot of people in the shop window. Uh. Like, I think, I really, really think Barcelona are probably looking at themselves in the mirror at the moment going, why the hell do we take Koeman? Why didn't we just go and, like, why couldn't we have at least made an approach to be able to, I don't know whether we would have left. He's a bit of a, a bit of a madman, you know. He might have wanted to stay at Leeds. And look, who's to say this? He doesn't want to finish out his project here, even though he's on a one-year rolling contract. I think it leads all the time, but... I think that's why, look, I, I can understand that the, the media wanting that. It's been 16 years since they were in the Premier League. And they obviously, we, we one big thing I think is they need leads. They need to pump leads up this year as well. Not to, Sorry, they, I, I'll go back on that. Not to pump them up as in uh, artificially pump them up. They've been pretty good. They've been very exciting. But remember... They are also a natural enemy of a Manchester United, so it allows it allows Sky, it allows um, it allows BT to create yet another derby, another Super Sunday, another matchup, another talking point, another another uh, fixture for for people to to, to look mm. towards. Whereas, uh, unfortunately, you know, Aston Villa doesn't seem to hold that. We we don't seem to have that many grudges, grudge mm. matches well, going on at the moment. We've been down recently, and, and all the teams. That- geographically around us are yo-yo clubs with the yeah. exception of yeah. wolves that have a bit of stability but yeah it's not it's not the same uh it's not the same well you know that uh, haven't been at uh, uh derbies against birmingham the, you know the hatred that's there um oh, well, you know yeah. i bet they i bet they wish they were able to show a couple of them every year but <laughs> anyway yeah like even yeah jesus definitely definitely um I, is it really rivalry between ourselves and Birmingham anymore? It's been so long since they've been competitive. <laughs> I didn't know I'd throw that one out. <laughs> is it really a rivalry? Anyway, um, not to jinx anything, not to jinx anything. But no, yeah. So look, look, as I say, I I, I can understand why Leeds get the get the uh, get the I suppose the the white glove treatment from the media, and that's fine. I don't really care. I'm not one of these people that needs the that needs um Sky Sports to tell me Villa are good anymore. I did want it at the start of the season. Uh, I and it's not just because we were winning, but um, I'm happy enough. I'm happy yeah. enough forming my own opinion. Well, just to, to just to finish what I was getting to there was that we're we're flying well below the radar. 
oh, yeah. and, lead, and leads are flying below us and I'm quite happy with that so the less pressure on us the better when when they're talking about you know how great leads are everybody completely glosses over the fact that we've done a million times better than we did last season <laughs> you know we're uh we're possibly one win away from being guaranteed safety with whatever 15 games to go I think we're safe anyway with what we have we've, we've surpassed what we had last season so um, I don't think there's anything to worry about there but you know I, I like when we're not getting the headlines but sometimes it just irks me that they, they gloss over the fact that we've had a really good season and we've taken some scalps that we haven't done previously mm-hmm. so uh, yeah you may, you may have a point there um, I listened to a podcast today um, all about derby games and how much it means to have people for the likes of Sky Sports and those that have um, derbies in on a regular basis and they really live for the so-called derby weekends when they put uh, Liverpool against uh, Man U, even though that everything's a derby. And, and then they put no Brighton and Crystal Palace as a derby. Makes no, no sense. Makes no sense. Like, yeah. like they will rewrite history and say Villa Newcastle is a derby one of the days. All well, of the time. Yeah, they they'll they'll gam that on then as well when when it comes up to uh to that game no doubt and talk Steve about Bruce them derby and stuff derive, like yeah, yeah, yeah 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 but, uh, but it look, doesn't really matter anyway I suppose because yes we were having a good season Leeds are having a good season West Ham are having the best season out of the three of us so yeah. <laughs> they're definitely yeah, yeah. the ones that everyone should be having the uh you know having having the glaring eye at because they're playing absolutely great stuff at the moment and uh they don't look they don't seem to look like they're going to stop it any anytime soon. Um, the Leeds piece uh, just on the Leeds team Paddy mm-hmm. the players that they're missing uh, Click uh, Click Klitsch and, and Shackleton they, they were like Shackleton came on early strike came off I think against us actually he did and Calvin Phillips was missing if I'm not mistaken against us and did strike play in the strike I think played in the the kind of holding midfield role and they took him off at half time, and he'd just be he'd been booked. And uh, they might have taken him off halfway through the first half and they brought on Shackleton. And what it allowed him to do was Shackleton and Click then uh literally made the midfield mid, the midfield tick. I thought Mateus Click was absolutely outstanding that day against us. The reason yeah. I'm mentioning those two guys is they're gonna be missing, you know, their energy, their hassling ability, their harrying ability, their winning back of the ball. Um, you know, uh, I think Click. I can't remember really. I, I remember him being absolutely fantastic. Um, so I'm, I'm not going to be sad to see the two doors not starting. Obviously, Calvin Phillips is an England international. Not going to be sad to see him not starting. Although, yeah. if he started at centre half, I might be, you know. <laughs> yeah. He's, he's, he's played okay at centre half, but he's definitely a defensive midfielder. Like they call him the Yorkshire Pirlo for, for a reason. Um, he just fills a gap in, in, in centre half. And then Rodrigo as well, obviously Spanish international. So to be without those four guys, I think, is a massive plus for us. Um, and Tyler Roberts played pretty well at the weekend. You know, he was, in, he was involved in absolutely everything that happened. Um, Bamford is, is who he is, although... To, to be fair, I would hope that Aston Villa wouldn't have that massive gaping hole between their right centre-back and their right-back like they did for, for Bamford's, Bamford's first goal. That was horrendous defending from, from Southampton, which isn't isn't like them, to be honest with you. No. Ben Garak was 
Bednarak was walking on thumbtacks for the whole game last night. He he didn't he didn't know what the hell he was doing, whether he was coming or going. And that's because of, I suppose, the the ability of the likes of Rafinha, Harrison, uh, the early balls that they deliver. The ball comes comes straight down the middle sometimes. It comes goes directly out to the wings. They're they're a very multiple type team. And um, you know, I I, I suppose really it's it's gonna be a difficult game. Um, but if they do line up with the likes of you know, Alioski, Cooper, uh, Ailing, Lorente, Rafina, Strike, Dallas, Harrison, Tyler Roberts, Bamford. They're just gonna be they're gonna be well drilled, you know. So uh, and and then when you look at our team, the more I've I have i have been talking in the podcast, so the more I've been listening to you, I think we will see Barkley. I think we will see Barkley at the top at the head of it. And um there's gonna be a lot of pressure on him. Mm-hmm. Huge pressure on him. Huge pressure on him. And I think we see him. Um, and there's going to have, like, if he doesn't perform, there's going to be a lot of questions asked. Well, there is. And like like I alluded to the Sheffield United game, I, I think that could come at a really good time for us to get Sanson and, and Ramsey in there together to start games, you know, and see how they get on. Um, I would... <laughs> You know, it's hard to say I won't play back. Like, we still haven't spoken about the fact that Jack hasn't been completely ruled out yet either because we haven't heard anything from the, t- the the coaching team. So we're just assuming that the injury is bad enough that he won't be playing on, on Saturday. And who knows, he probably won't. But we can't completely rule him out either. But I, I think on experience alone and the game that it is, I think Barkley being there with a job to do. Yeah, it would be interesting if Jack was right and you played him in that central role with just basically himself and Watkins buzzing around up top. Wouldn't it Jesus, just... that's nice. That That's nice to think of and have a midfield four of Trezeguet, Nakamba, Louise, McGinn. Hmm. And, and played as a four, played as yeah. a bank of four across the middle. That's what I'm suggesting we do anyway. But is he going to do it? Probably not. He doesn't really deviate from what, what he has been doing all along. Although, mm. you know, Leeds, to be fair to them, destroyed us the, the first day. So we have to be we have to be more drilled and, and, and cute to them and cute to what they can change it out. Who was the guy that came on on the wing? That Was it Shackleton? Not Shackleton. Um, the, the last time we played came on very early. Well, Shackleton, yeah. Um, well, Shackleton, was Shackleton was yeah, yeah. He I'm absolutely, de- he absolutely destroyed Matty Crash out there. Yeah. So we ju- we just got to be cute about it, and you know, there's a, I'd say there's a whole lot of work going on behind the scenes this week, and it's probably great that we have a week to to get up, to get through all this work that's going to need to be done, and we're going to be fit, and we need, we're going to need to be visibly at the races and uh, mentally at the races to 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 deal with this team. Um. You know, they they played a lot different. They they played with a four against us the last time, um, with Dallas playing a lot deeper right back. Yeah, and Ailing played centre back if memory serves me correct. Did um, and I think he probably play centre back again. Yeah, maybe right there we'll move out. Took strike off very early because he picked up a yellow card, mm-hmm. which at the time I kind of sniggered at, but 
turned out to be a masterstroke because they absolutely yeah. destroyed us with the with the sub they brought on. We were on so, top before that, you know. We were, we were, we were quite good early on, um, and then it was, as you say, it was Shackleton that came on and he just changed the game. Like that was very early on. That was 20, 25 minutes into the game as well. Um, so like, it's it, it it's going to be a tough ask. Um. I would be more than happy with a point this weekend. And that's just uh, fear plus worried about Jack not being there and what way this is going to be, even though obviously I want to go and win the bloody match. But do I think it's possible? Probably not the way we're playing at the moment. So um, I would take a point here and now. I'm the same. I am the same. I think that we will go into this heavily underdog, heavy underdogs. The weekend. I think so. Yeah. I think we're going to this uh people expect. I, I think the bookies would probably have us maybe two goal underdogs. Um and I, I just don't I don't I don't agree mm. with it, but I think like I think every game is 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 a shootout, even though we're playing in we've got kind of our bad run of things at the moment. But uh it's uh, you know, I think I th- I think that we can put it we can put it up to most teams. Um mm. It's uh, I'm actually just trying to see if I can find the odds here. Three to one for a win. We're three to one to win the game. Three to one to win the Uh, game. Three to one for a draw, and one to three on our leads. From from what I'm looking at here, I'm 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 not sure. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. But look, that uh, that only makes it better for us if we're going to put a few pounds at the weekend, doesn't it? Um, those type of ads. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm to be honest with you, I'm a small bit distracted because I am thinking about what happens if Jack Grealish is fit. <laughs> I'm really thinking about it. I'm going, Jesus, the more I think about it, I think that would be a very good foil for this Leeds team because you know, it's it's look, Adioski lines up at left back, he's just not going to play a left back. They're going to there will be ailing or ain't they? Cooper will, will keep the house uh clean at home, Adioski will push forward. With Harrison, with Dallas will be in the middle of midfield probably as well, and it's just going to be so like I hate using that phrase. It's very very Americanized phrase, but they're they have a multiple attack as in they can come from different different angles, different uh, uh, and different spaces. But um, you know, uh, it'd be for me it would be difficult to play through that bank of four of Trezeguet, Luis, Nakamba, McGinn, and then you have your outball to Jack Grealish and Ali Watkins because. You know, that's that there's a lot of movement up there between the two of them, and they could they could really wreak havoc across that front line. Um, and even you know, Jack could play in a four four two. You see, mm. he, he could be Francesco Totti up there, you know. Um, it's 12 games since Leeds had a draw, both time from, <laughs> isn't it? That's exactly what I thought. Look, I think, like, I'm sure uh, I know for a fact that Dean Smith will be going out to try and win the match, he wants three points. Um, and I'm not I'm not copping out here saying I want to draw. I don't want to draw. I want to win the bloody thing, and I want to win it well. But I I think a draw is probably on paper a fair result for us this weekend. I think we'll be happy with it. Um, and I think you know with with two games the week after that we could possibly get more points from. So it's definitely the harder of the three games. We've got we got Sheffield and Wolves coming up as well. Well, fairness to Chef you they've, they've played a lot better in, in recent weeks, but I think it's one we should win. Um, we've beaten Wolves already, so I should hope we'd uh, take, take points off them again. 
But uh, this one's occupying my mind because I don't like Leeds. Uh, that's just the way it is. Uh, I want us to win. But in the back of my mind, I think I'd be happy with a draw. Yep. I think I'm the same. I think I'm the same. I'm in, I'm in the mode for by to play ourselves back in form. I think we're in a let's not lose situation. Yeah. Losing games back to back is never good. Um, so so let's not lose is is my motto for this game, and uh, you know keep uh, keep keep the points coming in because there's nothing guaranteed with those two um with, with those two games in hand that we have left. Well, I suppose there is like Sheffield United. We should really be expecting maybe something from that or looking to go there. But you know, Spurs, where we haven't, I'm, I wouldn't be too hopeful. Of maybe going to Spurs or or going to that game and, and expecting anything out of it. I'd be hopeful we might get something out of it, but I wouldn't be putting you know the points preemptively in the in, in the win column there for that one at all. Yeah. So we need to start picking up points again. Keep trundling towards the forty mark. Then see if we get to the fifty two mark, yeah. fifty five, fifty six mark. If we could get another twenty points over the course of the, the rest of the season, fifty six points could get you into Europe. Good way to go before we have to worry about spores and fairness. So, yeah. you know, we get, we get through this weekend. We've Sheffield, Wolves, and Newcastle, all, all winnable the way those teams have been played. Um, I'm not particularly worried about spores either. <laughs> it's called a spade a spade. They, they haven't been playing well. Um, and I think if you can marshal Harry Kane, I think you can, you can get something out of them as well. Like we haven't played them this season, so it's hard to judge. But uh, not overly worried about it. As I said, this weekend is the big one. And uh, not was something strange as well last night. They're back playing with the white ball early. Where did that come from? What do you mean? <laughs> I had to go back and check at the weekend. We you, you normally don't get the white ball back until the 1st of March. But they have the white ball back. Paddy, you're a mine of information. Uh, there you go. I never knew that. I, I didn't even <laughs> realise they weren't playing with a white ball. <laughs> they wear a yellow uh, they, they wear they play with a yellow ball from November to the end of February and then they switch back to the white ball but the white ball appeared at the weekend I noticed it last night and then had to go back and look at the the highlights from the weekend of the Villa game and they had the white ball so I never well, even noticed what's, it what's the thought process behind it considering the pitches of underfloor under pitch heating though and there's no snow in it it's just seat in the, in the dark maybe maybe darker evenings I don't know <laughs> <laughs> it's just always been the winter ball so I guess if there is snow they don't have to train for a couple of days with the yellow ball to get used to it they know they're going to be playing with it anyway makes sense it's makes probably sense. It's, a pro- it's probably just a marketing thing to sell more balls oh Paddy 100% <laughs> is I was just trying to be nice there I was going to say yeah it makes sense all that was going through my head was Jesus, do you know what? I can't see the ball. It's the fucking thing that's been kicked it's the thing down by people's feet that's what you're supposed to get yeah, that's probably my uh, my simplistic mind. Yeah, I, I, I know you were looking at me going, why is he bringing this up? <laughs> What's the relevance? Yeah, I, I, I genuinely, genuinely didn't realise they were playing with a white ball at the weekend. <laughs> and uh, there's me going, right, I can tell you exactly what formational setup is at a corner. I can try and figure that out. And then I'm going, I'm doubting my my sanity going, <laughs> white ball, they didn't play with a white ball at all. Like, I just, just yeah. didn't notice it. Didn't notice it. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to insert a smutty joke there now, but I'll just leave it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's a family podcast. It's a family podcast. In amongst all the swearing, uh, it's a family <laughs> podcast. But uh, so we're kind of both coming down on the on the on the side of draw at this week uh, for this weekend. Um, I'd be happy with it. Um, yeah, 
I would be very happy with it. And I, I think there, I think there'll be goals. All right, I, I'm going, hoping it's not two all or three all, but I'm not sure my heart will be able for that. But we we got I'm going one all anyway. That's my yeah. Pick. Like we sometimes we talk about two all, three all draws and stuff like that, but some draws are very seldom like <laughs> yeah. two all. You know, it's it's mm. it's it's seldom two all draws are getting less less and less in, in the Premier League anyway as well, especially in around the middle teams. Mm. So uh, a draw would be kind of a novelty. We've only had three. They've only had two this season. So, uh, you know, um, what seldom would be great, I think, this weekend. And I think both teams will probably be looking at this and say, All right, a draw is a nice point to get in this game. So I'm going to go with one all draw as well. Uh, obviously, dependent. I will be putting my mortgage on Aston Villa if Jack Grealish is playing just uh, not because I think Villa, they, that Villa will should beat Leeds, but my God, I just I think I'd do it out of just complete and utter excitement um, <laughs> and happiness, and then I'd have to face the piper then when uh, when Villa draw one all, and uh, I might be looking for a coach to stay on Paddy um, if that's the case. But uh, yeah, as I say, we might, there might be no podcast. I might have to sell the podcast, lads, if that's the case. <laughs> but. My financial woes are for the, for another day, definitely for another day. Um, I think we're going to leave it there, Paddy. I know we mentioned actually before we do. Um, actually, no, we're not going to leave it there because we have. Uh, did you mention there was a time change to the Newcastle game? As we do our best work Sunday half seven. Um, <laughs> Friday at eight o'clock. Eight o'clock. Friday the twelfth of March at eight o'clock, Newcastle. Yeah, and then the following sun- the following week when we do our best work, we play Spurs at half seven on a Sunday night, which gives me a bit of confidence. But we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Is right. Um, also, uh, I want to bring up and uh, look a uh, youth player playing with Aston or playing with Walsall at the moment, Terry Wright, um, from Cork here in Ireland. Uh, scurrilous, absolutely disgraceful um, abuse he received online. Um, just don't think not not even that he's just from Cork or anything like that, but like every week after every game, you see this harsh shit online with people like just disgusting, disgusting, disgusting people saying disgusting things to another human being. Um, you know, this guy seemed to have outed himself online saying that he was only a 14 year old kid, but he said some absolutely vile things to Terry Quite, Terry Great. Um, Aston Villa have come out in in in, in defensive Terry right, so of Walsall. Yeah. Regardless of this kid's age, this kid needs to be dealt with, absolutely dealt with to the force of the law. I don't care. I don't care what age you are. You know exactly what you're doing at that age. Absolutely. And, and just let's, throw let's the book it. at these absolute dickheads. Yeah. That are, that no matter what play. education they're getting, it's not working. So I think the only Fucking deterrent now is, no matter what age you are, if if you if you put this vial online you can you can look at a lifetime ban from football and that's Never the mind that. fucking remove a toe <laughs> i'm telling you remove yeah. a toe remove two toes remove three three toes racism is fucking unacceptable it's absolutely yeah. unacceptable you can stop yourself from doing it you are the only person that says it you are the only person that says racist things you just don't need to do it like there's no need to do it you can like i don't mind if you call him a prick 55 times but the second you bring the racial element into it that's on you that's the reflection yeah. on you you've lost the argument you are an absolute piece of absolute whatever you want to call it and 
That's all I want to say about it. I'm just sick to death of seeing Axel to and Zabi. I'm sick to death of seeing any back player that, that, and sometimes they don't even make any mistakes in games. And what happens if no. they do? It shouldn't really matter. And I'm kind of getting worked up over it now. It's uh, it's a disgusting thing. Whoever, like, if this kid, if this guy is only 14, I don't care what age he is. Haul him over. Absolutely. You know, f- find him and let him pay it off until he's 50 years of age. Yeah. I don't care. Like, it's you right and wrong is right and wrong you know just don't just don't do it and if anybody out there is listening to li- listen to this and maybe you're thinking about doing it sometime just don't do it because when i become lord and ruler you'll be losing toes for doing it okay yeah. <laughs> start no, with the big toe and we work our way outwards it's very, unfor- <laughs> very unfortunate for the for, like he's only a kid himself you know learn, yeah, learn, learning his trade and to have yeah. to, to deal with that kind of thing and like it it's difficult for for a young irish kid to go over there Anyway, and you know, there's an element of racism on that side of it as well that hasn't even been mentioned. You know, the likes of what we've read in the last week from James McLean, which, regardless of what you think of James McLean, isn't isn't acceptable either. So, um, it's it, it comes in many forms. So, hopefully, the young lad can can put it in the back of his mind and continue playing his football, yeah. and continue to grow. Because you know, I've said it before in the podcast, I've great hopes for this kid. He looks like a really good footballer. So he's been put out there to Walsall to, to toughen up and, you know, and this this to be thrown at him in, in the process of having to, to go and play a, a, a tough standard of football with men and then be abused like that is just unacceptable. Absolutely, absolutely. And I think we will bring it into the podcast because I've got a bit hot under the collar there. And, <laughs> uh, you know, that is, uh, look, it's just not the way I would ever raise anything I, I i wouldn't want to be associated with that and i wouldn't want to be associated with but i wouldn't want to be associated with not calling it out either um yeah. so not virtue signaling or anything here it's just just i'm so sick of it i'm sick of it it like just it just needs to stop you know from every single club anybody in our club needs to stop it anybody in every other club needs to stop it it's just it's just mindless it makes no yeah. sense Absolutely, yeah. and, ho- and hopefully the social media networks will start to see sense and, and clamp down on this kind of thing and bring into law that they, they, they'll need identification to open these accounts because yeah. it's the only way to stop yeah. it. And if they if they don't do it, maybe a boycott from players and stuff like that down the line is is the way to go. Yeah. Who knows? Who knows? Who knows? Who knows? Um, we're not going to change the world here, Neil. We're just we're just there. Uh, no. No, We're just but not condoning just, that kind of behaviour. Yeah, yeah, but it's but it's a shame to finish a podcast needing a strong cup of tea with about eight sugars in it to try and calm you down. And a few um, chocolate biscuits, <laughs> you'd be fine. A couple of Jaffa cakes, yeah, yeah <laughs> grand after that. Uh, other biscuits are available. Or sorry, other cakes are available. Um, <laughs> should i say anyway we're off lads we'll see you again after the game uh this weekend uh as i say we're we're hoping for hoping for a draw or sorry we're we're fully confident that villa can go there and get a draw hoping for a win um it's a big game for villa uh this weekend and uh, get some points on the board before our uh games in the hand kick in as always you can find paddy on at villa paddy you can find me on at love mcgrath pod um, thanks so much to absolutely everybody for listening. We're approaching the 2,000 followers, Mark, actually, on Twitter now that we speak of Twitter. Um, so if you know of anybody out there, you just rob their phone, uh, you know, follow us on their phone or whatever, subscribe to the podcast. It's been a long time since I've asked you to commit grand larceny <laughs> in the name of the podcast. But, uh, you know, if you do know, if you if you are uh, socially distanced, actually, if you can rob someone's phone from about two, two meters and just sign them up and then give them back their phone again. I'm not saying you got to hold on to it or anything. 
Um, got to give it back to them once so that I can listen to the podcast, obviously. Um, that would be great. Uh, but thanks, everybody. And uh, thanks for everything you do. And I suppose all that's really left to say is here's to a good weekend, hopefully, in Yorkshire for Aston Villa. And all that's left to say is up the villa. Up the villa. Podcast Network. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.